You're listening to Lighten Up with the Declutterista, and I'm your host, Becky Bass, the Declutterista. I'm all about having fun with mom life, decluttering, and interviewing inspiring guests. So I had a great weekend, um, and I want to give a shout out to my husband, who um, had the kids all by himself for a couple days. I got to go away to the Mystic area with my mom, my sister, and my sister-in-law, and we had a lot of fun. Um, Besides eating really great food and relaxing and staying at a nice hotel, um, one of the highlights had to be when we went to this really kind of cool restaurant where um, after a while, it's a fish, I think it's called Bill's something, I don't know, but basically it's a fish place and at around 7.30 a band comes out and we thought it was going to be a jazz band and it's not really my thing, but my mom was excited about it, and I thought any live music would be cool, but it was actually a cover band, so that was super exciting. So while I was eating, I noticed this older gentleman in the doorway, and I thought he was doing some dance moves, and I'm talking like late 70s, early 80s, um, definitely dressed like possibly in the 80s, and I, I thought he did some like shaking in the doorway when he first got in there, and um, his I believe it was his wife, so we just did these... He got up right with the cover band, dancing by himself, dancing with his wife. And um, it was just pretty amazing because I do want to be that older person that's, um, you know, in the clubs, dancing, doing some moves. It was it was really cool because I feel like we had the same moves. Like he was raising the roof. He was doing a little bit of grinding. Um, it was just really entertaining. And I really wanted to go up there. But he was kind of bringing in people from the audience so my sister-in-law is kind of the one more likely to go up and dance with me. And so we went up and danced with him. And there were some barriers between us, so we couldn't really get the the full attention from him. But um, we had a good da- good time dancing on stage. And I was thinking, like, I wonder if his moves, if he was so good because he was constantly, you know, he acted like he was young. He was dancing like he was young. Um, you know, because he's enjoying himself. He keeps going out at night. He's, keep, he's keeping himself young. And <laughs> there were times where... I think his wife had a hard time keeping up. So we were, my family and I were just joking like, oh, God, do we have to go out again? Like she kept on leaning on the chair. And he was at one point, my sister-in-law thought she wanted to dance with him. And then he said no. And then he asked like a tween to dance. So that must be that must be hard. She has to have thick skin to have like a, a husband like that. And one thing I also want to mention is he had a move. He really used props well. Like he um, he had suspenders on. And so he would kind of like welcome people to use the suspenders like much like if you had a scarf, like someone else would use the scarf. And that's something I feel like I would do. So I think we could definitely relate um, in terms of dance moves. So that was really cool. That was my um, exciting weekend highlight. And now I'm going to talk about some uh, decluttering tips, sort of. I've heard a lot of, you know, people trying to get their families on board with decluttering and with cleaning, like, for example, a tween or a teenage bedroom that's just a disaster and they constantly are asking and it's not getting any better. Um, And so I heard something somewhere, it's a Slob Comes Clean podcast of like, she has a slob brain, but she now is teaching people how to declutter and organize, which is, I think, similar to me. Um, And when she was younger, she had this tension with her mom she kept trying to her mom kept trying to say clean your room and it was affecting their relationship so i think her mom came to the conclusion that the relationship is more important than the room i just you know i think there's a lot going on for people at all ages but i think being a tween and a teenager is a hard time in a lot of ways and it's probably getting much harder today's day and age so i don't know if my advice would be 
you know, call in the declutterista because sometimes an outside person, but really talk to the kid, your kid, and just be like, you know, is there anything you could do to help instead of like the constant nagging? And can that just be their space to do what they want as long as it's like relatively clean and there's nothing dying in there? There's no nasty food in there. Can that just be their space to do what they want? And as long as they're not taking over the rest of the house. Um, And then I saw my niece's dorm room and it was a suite, three people. So I assume for some reason that I think maybe at my college when you had three people, it was a really big room. So that's what I pictured. So it's tiny and they all maintain their space really well and they all work together. And I guess the point is eventually they're going to have to learn how to live with other people most likely, unless they're super lucky. So eventually they're going to have to figure out how to clean up after themselves in the real world. So we're worrying so much about, you know, well, maybe not everyone's worried, but like if you're, if your teen is really struggling with keeping things neat, that might not not always be the case. So I guess to me, the relationship is more important or trying to work together with them, say it's something you can help you with. Do you want me to have an outside person to help you? And just kind of position in a way to be a kind of help them along, not you're doing something wrong because people are sensitive and I think that's a tough age as well. So that is my decluttering tidbit. I'm very excited to have my friend, parent, coach, just pretty much everything under the sun, Karen Delano. I think I was calling her Karen Del. What was I saying? Delano. Delano, but I got it. We did a little bit before we practiced. So Karen is actually a parent coach and a transformational coach. And tell everyone, all these people listening, what your specialty is and how you got into this field. Sure. So thank you for practicing my last name. (laughs) (laughs) Got it down. Yes. Excellent. Um, So I work with parents and I guess the simplest way to describe it is I help parents be the parent they want to be so they can raise the kids they want to raise. Right. So we all want to be different types of parents and we all have different goals for our kids. So I help parents figure out who they want to be, how they want to interact with their kids so that they can reach their goals. Um, A lot of it has to do with, you know, some skills and strategies, right, about how we might handle things. But it does go deeper. And that's where the transformational stuff comes in, working on beliefs and what we're making things mean about ourselves and our kids and and all that. And so I got started with this. Um, I had been a preschool teacher, and I was helping families and parents that way. And so I transitioned from helping kids being curious and problem solving to now helping parents. Awesome. So I assume you saw a need there with the parents or yeah. Yes, definitely. And part of uh, what I try to do is simplify things and slow things down. Um, I did study some simplicity parenting and the whole concept of how we're all so busy these days that we can lose sight of what is really important to us and what kids really need to grow and develop. Um, as a mom myself with three kids, you know, I I see that there are so many opportunities, which is awesome. But it's also when we're so busy, you know, why are we signing up for these things and and how are they going to help us grow as a family? So how do you help your clients learn how to slow down in a busy world and how do you do it with your own family? 
Yeah. So a lot of it is being intentional uh, and really considering, are we living our life the way we want to be living it? So we can get really busy and caught up in things and just not even think about it. But we're like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so busy. I, I feel like I'm always yelling or rushing. And that's, I feel like, a good key to be like, okay, why? Why is all that that happening? And what would I rather have the experience of instead? Um, the other thing, I guess, with my family that I noticed first, and now working with clients, I, I notice with them is when kids are too busy and overwhelmed with too much, their behavior is what tells us that they might not say, oh, I'm overwhelmed or I'm stressed or we're so busy. It'll come out in their behavior. Um, so, you know, maybe they're having more meltdowns or uh, not sleeping or seeming really anxious. So all that comes out more when too much is happening in their life. Okay. So if parents are noticing their behavior, it's a good, you're saying it's a good first step to kind of assess. To notice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And be like, okay, like how does their day look? Do they have enough time to play? Do they have time to be creative? Are they getting outside? Um, Because a lot of times those simple things kind of fall away because we want to sign our kids up for lots of activities. We want to give them an edge or you know, we just don't want them to miss out on things, which, Como. yeah, and you know, I mean, it's all coming from a really great place that we just want the best for our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that we shouldn't look into things, right? But I think we also need to make sure we keep that balance. Mm. So true. Um, so when I first, I think I kind of stalked you on Facebook or you kept popping up on Facebook. I don't know how long ago, I, maybe yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I noticed you, and then I was at a She Breathes networking meeting, and I was like, oh, wait, was it She Breathes or someone's house? It was somebody's house. Oh, yeah, yeah it was someone's house that was a networking meeting, and I saw you, I'm like, whoa, you're like a celebrity, because I recognized <laughs> you from Facebook, and then we kept seeing each other in different networking opportunities, and Karen is my coach, and I just want to say, you come off very together, and I think you are. But to someone who's a little frazzled, a parent that's frazzled, which is interesting because I help people get organized and declutter, but I am a little bit all over the place frazzled. You are still very, like when I sat down and you were my coach, I sat down on your couch. You're very soothing and non-judgmental and relatable. Even though I look at you and I'm like, God, she has it together and you're very zen. You were like, I just remember you saying something like, no, I get all, I'm all over the place too, or I, I forget exactly what it was, but I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm not as organized as I, I'm not naturally organized. Was it something like that? I don't know if you remember the conversation, but I was like, oh, and I just, I felt um, that even though I think on the outside, your, your Zen relaxing manner, like we, we did have like a common ground. Yes, definitely. I am a regular person. <laughs> I am human. <laughs> I am human. <laughs> I am reminded of that daily. We only um, have robots on here. You must go. <laughs> um, yes. So I do feel like what makes me come off sometimes as calm and put together, as you said, um, is just that I am intentional. Hmm. Um, so when I do start to get frazzled and overwhelmed, I can be like, oh, I notice hmm. that I'm starting to feel this way. How do I want to handle it? 
Um, so yes, I've yelled at my kids. Yes. Like sometimes we sign up for too much. Right. Mm -hmm. But I just think because I'm focused on how to bring calm to situations and how I want things to go for my family, um, it's just easier for me to bring it back to how I want to be when we get off track. Okay. That makes sense. And it seems like you're focusing a lot on how to communicate with yeah. your kids. Yep. You're going to do a talk tonight, I believe. I am. So, yes. So what are your, what are your, some tips and tricks around that? Um, I kind of talk to mine like regular, not regulars, um, equals. <laughs> a little bit, maybe a little bit too much like equals. Um, so, you know, what do your, what do you recommend in terms of how do you talk to your kids at different ages? Yeah. Obviously um, not preschool voice to your high schooler. So yeah, great question. And just to back up for a second, uh, one thing I had meant to say is I feel like I don't expect myself to be perfect. Mm. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off so I can seem calm. Okay. Um, if if we were to be perfect, that would be terrible for our kids. Oh, truth. Right? Because they're not going to be perfect. So they wouldn't be able to relate to us. Mm-hmm. And also they wouldn't learn what to do when they make a mistake or when things are getting off track or not going as planned. Okay. So I just think just as we try to role model how to make things go right and to make good choices, I think it's so important to model that we mess up and what do we do then? Um, God, I'm a rock star then (laughs) because I mess up and I go through, I tell them what, what's going on with me a little, maybe a little bit too much where I'm like, yeah, mommy messed up, but this is what's going on in my brain (laughs) a little bit too much. But the one time a teacher is like, you must really talk to them. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I do. So I mean, what what do you, what do you think in terms of, is there too much (laughs) TMI? Well, for sure, there can be, okay? Um, But everybody has a different relationship with their kids, right? Some are more open, some are more more reserved. And I think the important thing is uh, just not overwhelming them with too much information or or too much before they're ready to Mm -hmm. understand it, right? So we want to be – we want to treat our kids with respect, but we also want to make sure they feel like we are in charge mm. and that they're safe. Yep. Right? So we're the person that keeps them alive, right? So they need to to have the feeling that we know how to take care of them and take care of things and that they'll be okay. So trying to use that as your guide as to how much to share, right? So it can be like, oh, I really messed up. And now I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Like, it will be okay. Mm -hmm. But if we're like, oh, man, I really messed up. I don't know what's going to happen. And like, just kind of go on on and on and on, right? Like, they might be a little worried. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you don't do that. So, um, but it is something to be aware of. And the other thing is... um, we want to make sure we're not doing all of the talking because when we're talking, we're not listening. Mm. Um, so we want to make sure we give our kids a chance to talk and open up to us. Yeah. I was listening to some of your videos on your Facebook page. If, well, no, no, no. Simplicity parenting. Is that what it is? No. Tell if me. It, 
<laughs> we'll get to that later. But yeah, what's yeah. the name of your Facebook page? I was watching the videos. If it were simple. If it were simple. Um, so what is the acronym WAIT? Why am I talking now? Yes. Uh, wait. Uh, huh? Why am I talking? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So many times we just talk and talk and talk and it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Right? Or it's not kind. Um, or it's just not like adding anything to it. Uh, and I feel like when our kids are upset, we want to help them. And so we try to use logic and we try to explain things and try to make it better. And that's great that we want the best for our kids, but really in the moment, they need somebody that's calm and that is just there for them, not necessarily trying to fix things. Mm-hmm. Um, like we complain and we vent to our friends, right? Mm-hmm. But who do our kids have? Even if they have friends, Mm -hmm. um, usually kids are absorbed in their own things. Mm -hmm. So they don't really have anybody. And sometimes they just want to let out what's going on for them Mm -hmm. without us needing to fix it. So let's say they're they're letting it out and we're listening, even though our head's kind of like in the back. We're like, oh, God, oh, God. God." Um, But you're you're playing it cool. Mm -hmm. And then they ask your advice do you think a good move would be like, well, what do you think? You're a good problem solver. And then maybe if they still want your advice, like, I feel like that would be a good way to empower them is to ask what they think the best solution is. I mean, not at two, but. Yeah. I mean, I think them asking for your advice is one thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oftentimes kids don't. Right, 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 (laughs) right. Right. Um, Unless we've created situations where, where they, they do. Um, And that can be helpful or not. Um, I, we don't want them to always depend on us for the answers, right? We want them to be independent thinkers. Um, so I do think it's great when we can turn it around and, and ask what they'd like to do. Um, and sometimes it's just like asking them, well, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. I like that. Or what do you want to do now? But it's empowering them that they have a choice of deciding whether Mm -hmm. they want help or what their move is. Uh, a lot of times kids feel very powerless and like they don't have control. Everything's happening to them, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they are told what to do a lot right, all right. day long. Um, but letting them know, like, you have a choice of if you want to ask for help or what what you want to happen next. I think, um, I don't know what you think about this, but... Sometimes I let my kids do maybe more than I should at home, like jump on furniture and do things because I feel like if I'm constantly saying no or no, you can't do that. I mean, I to your point before, making sure you're the adult and you're keeping them safe, my theory is if I'm letting them have some independence and power and control over what they're doing, at least at home in a safe way, maybe they won't rebel <laughs> And later in life, you know, and just say, well, I'm going to do whatever I want now because I'm free. So I don't know if there's any truth to that, but that's kind of my approach at home. But then it gets a little murky in other places. (laughs) Yeah. And it it is so important to have boundaries and rules uh, and to hold to them, right? So our kids can learn to trust us Mm -hmm. and to feel that safety. But I think it's important to consider what rules are actually important to us. Mm. Right. Um, Like you were saying, they jump on the couch and it's like, well, you know, it doesn't matter to you. 
if they jump on the couch or not. Right. It doesn't. But what if other people that it stresses them out are in the same environment? That's where it gets a little murky, you know, and other people like kids that are a little bit more, you know, soldier like. And then you have other rules. It gets it gets a little confusing on how how to show up and then expect them. Can you just be good while this person's over? It stresses them. I mean, come on. (laughs) So that you can tell I have a little conflict here. Yeah. 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 Well, and so that's where the communication piece can come in, too, is. You know, if we think, okay, our child is meeting their need to like get their energy out or, or whatever, how else could we let them know they could meet that need? Mm. Right. So if we start to notice somebody else is uncomfortable, it's like, oh, like I, I see you have a lot of energy. Let's go outside so you can jump on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you can't go outside. Like, let's put these pillows on the floor and, and we'll jump on them. Okay. Um, Right. So you're not trying to control your child, but Mm -hmm. you are in control of how you respond to them and how you can set up the environment. Okay. That that makes a lot of sense. So how do you suggest, because I'm kind of in like kindergarten, first grade world. Do you have any tips on communicating effectively with like tween, teen? What do you, I always forget the, what are the ages of your kids? Uh, they are 14, 12, and 10. Oh, so you're in it. Yeah. Okay. So tell us, because I'm just kind of oblivious to how to, well, I'm kind of, I feel like my personality is kind of tween-esque, like I can relate to that level, but what what are your tips for all these changes that they're going through and how to get them to still have a good relationship with you and each other? Yeah. So a lot of times it's following their lead, mm. uh, but also remembering not to take things personally mm. that they say, but to know that whatever you're saying to them, they're going to take personally. Oh, okay. Um, they're at an age where they feel very judged by peers, by adults. And so we don't want to add to that. Um, right. So how we say things, whether we say it in a kind and even if it's, um, firm, right? We can still be respectful with how we say things. Uh, but oftentimes not saying a lot and letting your child or teen take the lead is helpful. So for example, when I pick my son up, I'm like, hi. And I don't say much else. And he gets in the car and usually he'll start talking, but he might not. But usually he does. But if it's like, hi, how are you? How is your day? Like, what did what did you do at practice today? Usually he won't say anything. Hmm. And I hear this from, from other parents, too. They're like, how do I get my kids to talk? And I'm like, well, usually you have, that's where you can use the weight. <laughs> Why am I talking? <laughs> um, but really, they can't talk if you're talking. Hmm. I remember I heard that from you. It's coming back to me a while ago instead of like, so now I think I do wait a little bit. I don't go into all the questions and I'm patient. It doesn't always have to be filled with words and questions, but I want, it's very important to me to feel like I'm interested in what my kids are doing and thinking, but I like that space, you know, because I notice sometimes once you give them that space, things will start to come out. Um, it is funny though. I notice a lot of the teachers help parents and they give specific questions to ask (laughs) for school. Okay. Yeah. Just so to get them kind of, you know, having the conversation. Um, Like what kind of 
questions. Like what they're working on in school, like oh, specific sure. questions about school. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're more actively engaged. Okay, so that's a good tip. So we're following their lead and social cues. We're not taking things personal. Sometimes I find myself in the mindset of, well, I'm going to screw this up anyway. So um, <laughs> like I just, I just feel like, or I say out loud or to myself, I really try and it's still, it's never going to be enough. Like how do you... I feel like there that's true that but how do you kind of stop that attitude that mindset about like god I just keep trying my best and it's still not enough and it's not going to end <laughs> it's not even going to end when they're adults like I'm always going to be falling short. Yeah. I don't know, do you hear that? Uh I think you hit on a really <laughs> good piece of of or a good topic I should say because parents are scared. They're worried. Right. We parent a lot out of fear. Mm. Like, what if this happens? Like, oh, what if this happens? Um, and I think it really takes us out of the present moment. Mm. Um, so if we're thinking about something going wrong, we're not thinking about what's happening right then and what our kids need from us right then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's so interesting how something can happen and each person in the situation can have a different perspective of it, right? They can make it mean different things. So something you think you did awesome, your kid might be like, no, like that made me feel really bad when you said that, right? So it's like, how, how will we ever know Mm -hmm. if we're actually getting it right? I like to focus on, do I feel good about how I'm acting? Mm. Totally. No, that's, I've, I think I've talked about other podcasts because I'm obviously very proud of myself and I want attention for it. Um, so, and I think we've talked about this in the past, like the playing and not giving kid, being present with your kids and feeling like you have to do quote all the things and all this. So even though my house is a wreck, um, I'm giving my kids more attention when they're, um, I'm trying to do like, I'm not timing it anymore. Cause of course my daughter mentioned, why do you time? And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm doing more than, <laughs> why can't I do it? That was one of those moments. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, a little, went a little crazy there. So I'm spending more quality time. Like, you know how mornings are, right? My son wanted to build a car. He wanted to build a car from this cute little set. It says six plus. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Not, <laughs> it, it was, not? <laughs> but those, I wasn't a Lego kid. My husband's the engineer. So anyway, so we did it and it was not easy for me, embarrassingly enough, but I'm like super mom for giving, you know, there's all these things. My house is a wreck, but I'm giving him attention. My daughter's taking a shower. I'm giving her attention. So where am I going with this? My point is, even though I might not need to give them that much attention, like I told my friend, she's like, are you kidding me? What's wrong? Like, what? That's for you 20 minutes a week. And she, in my mind, she's like super mom doing all these things, but it makes me feel better. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm showing up how I want to. It might not be necessary, but I feel better about myself as a mom and how I want to show up as a parent. So it's just all, but other people are totally fine with kind of doing things around the kids. And so it's just, it just goes back to your point of like, what kind of parent do you want to be? Exactly. Because if you feel confident in how you're parenting, (laughs) it will go so much smoother, whether or not like, it's the right thing to do. Like who, who's right is it? Right. 
it's just arbitrary. I mean, of course, <laughs> there are things maybe we 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 shouldn't do that we might be like, okay, that's harmful to our kids or disrespectful, right? But I'm just talking about everyday type of decisions, uh, whether we're sitting down to talk to our kids or doing the dishes or, you know, the whole thing about whether um, you should stay at home with your kids or work out of the home. It's like if you do what's right for you, that's giving the best you to your kids. Mm, I like that. That's true. And I also feel like, I don't know, I kind of come from the style of the world doesn't revolve around them. Like I kind of bring them into my world um, and not say I'm going to stop everything and just focus on you because sometimes you're just so depleted from giving everything. You kind of need to have some time to do your own thing. That's what works for me. And um, and the, I think you also, I don't know if it's on a video or another time, um, basically say that some parents think that it always has to be chaos. Like this is just normal. This has to, it's always going to be this way. So why try to change? So um, I think that's, that's important to have a mindset of we can make this thing better. You know, if you work with a coach or something like that. Exactly. It doesn't have to be so hard. Like you don't always have to feel so frazzled. There are mm -hmm. definitely things that you can do different, differently that will make your life easier. And when you're feeling more calm because you're not so frazzled, like your kids pick up on that energy mm -hmm. and their behavior changes. Right. So it's like, oh, like you feel like you're doing better. And then it's like, oh, the kids are behaving better. Right. Right. Um, but everybody has a different tolerance level for what chaos is. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing that I realized recently when I was talking with a client is that she was thinking that to have a peaceful home, it meant that like nobody could get upset or mm. cry or have meltdowns. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting, right? Like how, how could it be peaceful, like in quiet all the time, right? Like that, that isn't really realistic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think when we try to stuff things down or like make things better really quickly, it might appear peaceful and quiet. But really, we need to be able to express how we're really feeling, let our kids express how they're really feeling. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're going to have a peaceful home, it's like you also have to be willing to have melt, like have the kids get their meltdowns out mm -hmm. and know that that's just like part of how they move through it, right? They can feel their feelings and then move on. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny how sometimes I say to myself, like, I expect so much out of my five and seven year old, they manage their emotions, but like 38 and still struggle. I don't know if, if I heard that from you as well, that like they're people and they're trying to figure out how to, how to process it. So yeah, I think we need to, you know, not expect them to be, have perfect behavior and perfect, express their feelings in the right way. So, cause we're as adults, we're still working on it or at least yeah. I am. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. We all are. So yeah, I feel like a perfect example is yelling. Mm. Like when parents yell at their kids. It's like that's the quick and easy way 
to use your power to get what you want Mm -hmm. as opposed to if we didn't yell, Mm -hmm. it would take a lot more impulse control, Mm. (laughs) self-regulation. Sound familiar? Planning, problem solving, communication skills. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, I don't know. We we have so much to work on ourselves that I always feel like it's best. Okay, let's focus on how I can right can do these things better and in turn our kids will learn to do things better. Um oftentimes, you know, people are like, "How do I get my kid to do X Y and Z?" Mhm. Um and I think really the focus should be more on like how we're behaving, like how we're asking our kids to do things Mm -hmm. and how we're listening to our kids rather than why they're not doing something. Right, right. It's so interesting because, you know, if it were simple is your your business. And my daughter had a writing day where she brought in her family members. You know, we got to see what she's been writing about. It's the most simplest moments that popped up in her head. It was so adorable. It was like we went to Grateful Great Wolf Lodge a few times. Did she talk about the slides? Did she talk about the arcades? Did she talk about, you know, the little spa thing she had? She talked about jumping in the hotel room from bed to bed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we could have done that at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's just so cute. And then yeah. she talked about like the most beautiful Easter egg. I guess we're Jewish, but we do Easter eggs mm-hmm. um, at my mom's house. I was like, whew, got grandma down there. It was just the cutest. Mo- oh, shoveling snow, helping Papa shovel snow in the winter. And she played with bear outside. It's just it's funny. We have we do these grand things with them, but like, um, you know, trying to make them have this magical childhood. But sometimes it's just jumping from bed to bed, yeah. you know, so you guys can cancel your Disneyland plans now. So. Yeah, well, it is. It's so true. Right. Like, so. I think we have to be careful about trying to to do too much Mm. because then we can get resentful that we're overworked and overtired. Right. Trying to afford all these activities, experiences to give them when we do them and then all they appreciate is the jumping on the beds, right? Like some parents might get really upset. Like you you wanted to do that. Right, right. but I think if we just know that it is the little things that they need the most, and mm-hmm. as long as we're, like, giving them that, then it's like, okay. Like, we, it's not that we can't do bigger things, but mm-hmm. we don't have to. Exactly. Yeah, we were trying to get away with the little things for a while, um, and then all of a sudden they're like, why do the other kids in class get to miss school for vacations? And instead of just dealing with it, I'm like, okay, we'll take a couple days off. <laughs> I get sucked. Yeah. I get sucked in um, because they seem to be happy just doing random things um, like jumping from bed to bed. So I want to make sure we cover. Um, what are your thoughts on the sibling disagreements and fights and how to, how to handle that? At one point, at what age do you think? And I'm sure every situation is different. Do you think it's like okay, you guys can figure this out? Because I kind of find myself sometimes trying to say, "Be nice to your sister." Do this, but. I feel like they need to problem solve or just someone beat the crap out of each other. So they'll stop nudging that. <laughs> just let them go at it. I don't know. What yes. are your thoughts? Yes. Okay. So we'll get to that in a second, but I am going to back up because I think you said something really important Ooh. about they were asking why all the other kids are doing something that you're not. And yep. I feel like that's 
what I was sort of referring to when I mentioned we're parenting out of fear. Mm, and like, there you go. I'm like, I don't parent out of fear. Boom. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, right? I mean, it's so common. It's not you yeah, yeah, being yeah. the only one that does that. But it is like fear. Like, am I doing something wrong because everybody else is doing mm, it? It's is, true. Is our way right? Are they missing out on things? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I feel like a really – good step is being clear on what's important to you. Mm. Because if you have that guidepost, you can say, okay, well, our family does it this way because we think this is important. Right. All families think different things are important. Mm -hmm. And I think how we handle it when kids are, are young is important because as they get older, why do all the kids have cell phones and I don't? I know. I can't wait. Why that. do they all get to go to the party and drink and I don't? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? It's like, oh, everybody's doing it? Okay. Let's do it too. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's sending a it's sending a bit of a message. Yeah. So I think when they're younger and we do have more control right, right. over where we're going and what we're doing, I think it's a great chance to practice mm-hmm. what we want to say and how we want to handle things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to, yeah, to no, jump back true. to that real quick. Yeah, point. because when you were talking about fear, parenting from fear, I'm like, I don't do that. I'm not a nervous Nelly. But but the, in a different way, or like, are they going to miss out? Are they not going to experience the same things? Oh, they want to be different than the other kids and not experience things. So it's a different kind of fear than I was thinking about. So it's a good yeah. point. And even fear, if I don't give them this lecture or if I don't tell them this thing, then they're going to make a mistake. Right. Right. And I think that's where we get into the habit of talking too much. Right. Because we're trying to cram in everything so they don't do X, Y, or Z. Right. Um, With the, with the vacations and the experiences, I, I personally like was doing things. I'm like, Oh, that's fun. I want to do it. And I think they'll like it. I want them to miss out. But then I realized they really don't need all that. They don't want that. They want to be home sometimes. They don't want to be going from one place to another. They're not that happy. So then I kind of backed up. And then when they said, Oh, but the kids are missing. They're going on vacation. They're going on planes. I'm like, okay, I'll go back. <laughs> so I'm kind of going with their going with their flow. Um, so I want you to talk about siblings, but I don't want to forget to t- also talk about in terms of parenting. What do you believe in? How do you separate your thoughts as a family versus all the other noise that's coming in? Whether it's from family, media, social media, everything. So anyway, I give you a lot of topics. I know myself. I'll forget. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so since we didn't jump into siblings yet, we'll we'll just (laughs) touch on the other piece of it. Um, I think knowing that it's not like a one time, like we've decided this is what's important. Right. It's on our credo or. Right. But it it is that constantly paying attention, Mm -hmm. noticing and being intentional as to what's important now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like you've decided like, okay, we, these are our values and those don't typically change too much but as far as like what we're doing in our lives Mm -hmm. and what's important in that respect i think that is bound to change right Mm -hmm. with new information and analyzing like okay like i thought we were doing the right thing but now with this other information let's try this way Mm -hmm. um i don't know i i just feel like we're always experimenting Mm. so it's like Okay, like this is our hypothesis. We think we're going to do it this way because we want this to happen. But sometimes we test things out and it doesn't go that way. Mm -hmm. So we can make a change and and go forward. But um, siblings, 
siblings and then I want to rem- – well, could I bet? We're keep Siblings keep getting ignored, which they probably do in real life too. <laughs> I want the audience to notice the words you're using though. You're using um, experimenting and curious. You're not using words that are damaging – saying, oh, I never get it right. I'm always doing it. So you know what I mean? Like I think though, how you're talking is very important. I don't think people realize how important how you talk to yourself and how is important to just your experience as a human and as a parent. So just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Yeah, that is such a great thing to point out. Trial and error versus um, I'm failing. You know, it's just yeah. so different how it feels. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, actually failing. There's another acronym uh, first attempt in learning. Ooh, I read that somewhere and I was like, oh, it's so true. Oh yeah. Right. We don't learn anything unless we figure out how to do it. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not going to go right the first time. Yeah, totally. Um, siblings. Yeah. Okay. So you were saying, uh, when, do you know whether to let them figure it out mm-hmm. or what? And so I think a lot of times we want our kids to be friends and to get oh, along yes, and we're frustrated please. when they don't. But I always wonder, like, how would it be different if we just focused on what skills do they need to have any healthy relationship? Mm. Okay. And keeping in mind that whenever we are the judge whenever we decide who gets what or who's right and who's wrong in a situation. We're setting up a win-lose situation for our kids. Hmm. And, you know, that makes one sibling feel like mom loves me more. makes one sibling feel like mom Mm. loves me less. Mm -hmm. And it just fuels that sibling rivalry. Mm. Um, So I think a lot of knowing or deciding how you're going to handle it comes with, do they have the skills to work this out? Have I taught them problem solving skills or not? And so, you know what, sometimes you're going to be in the middle of doing something and you can't take that moment away and like sit there and and work on that, right? That's life. Mm -hmm. But in the moments where you actually can take a couple minutes and be like, okay, they're fighting again, (laughs) I'm going to stop cooking dinner. I'm going to go sit on the floor with them and I'm going to help them work this out. Right. So it's like letting each person have their say about what's going on, letting them know they get to be heard and also trusting that they can figure out a solution. I can't tell you how many times kids have figured out amazing solutions that are so creative that like you would never as an adult think of mm-hmm. totally and i, I feel like that. it takes so much off of our plate like we don't actually have to have all the answers mm-hmm. we don't have to know everything we just need to give them the space to do it but but i don't think we can expect them to just work it out if we've never taken the time to let them know what that what does that mean okay so teaching them problem-solving skills. Also, you know, setting up a supportive environment where we don't necessarily always point out what's wrong, but we appreciate what's right about everybody, right? Just making our home that safe and supportive environment. 
and making sure we're providing times where our kids can have positive interactions. Mm. And so sometimes that's like parent versus kids type of games. Mm. Maybe it's giving your kids like walkie talkies so they can interact like that or sleepovers in each other's rooms, just something that they have together Mm -hmm. that they can do. So rather than like who can get ready for school first, that's pitting them against each other versus like, let's see if the kids can get ready before I do. Oh, that's cute. I like that. And then if they do something together, it's like, wow, you guys make a great team. Mm-hmm. Like pointing out those little things, um, I think sets the stage for them to be like, oh, okay. And then maybe if they're going through a really tough time and really not getting along, mm-hmm. not in the moment when everybody's upset, but but being like, oh, okay, let's look back and see like, when did they work well together? Mm-hmm. And maybe you have pictures of when you went to Great Wolf Lodge and they were jumping <laughs> on the beds together mm-hmm. and so happy And it's like you look through the pictures and it's like, oh, my gosh, do you remember when you guys had so much fun jumping on the beds together? Mm -hmm. Right? Like reminding them like they actually do have fun together sometimes. Oh, yeah. You're setting them up for success, it sounds like, and creating, helping them create experiences. It's great. I love these tips. I could do this all day. I want to pick your brain and have this uh, therapy with you. (laughs) I mean, these are not, these examples have nothing to do with me, of course. No, 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 no. Not questions for me. All about me. Um, This has been amazing. Do you want to um, leave the audience with any last minute tips or words of wisdom? Because this woman is very wise and zen and I feel relaxed just after talking to her. That's funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She says that's funny in a calm way. That's funny. That actually cracked me up. That used to be a joke because I wouldn't laugh. I would just always be like, that's funny in high school. Oh, okay. Like we See? always used I to joke pick around. Up on that, was, that there was something there with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my biggest thing is figure out what's important to you and just start there mm-hmm. uh, because that is the most important thing. If you don't know, you're always going to be chasing something and never be happy. Hmm. So... Write a list, people. What's important? Yep. So that's that's that. Um, How do we find you? So my website is ifitweresimple.com. And I'm on Facebook with If It Were Simple yeah. as my Facebook page. Or I have a group specifically for moms. Yeah. Um, Simplicity Moms Club, where there's um, some interactions. You can share your struggles and get more uh, support. And the reason I named the business, if it were simple, is because a lot of times parents would make changes and they would come back to me and they'd be like, I can't believe that worked. And I'd be like, why? You know, did you didn't believe me or, you know, that's Mm -hmm. what I was wondering. They'd be like, it was so simple. I was like, it is like a lot of times it, it is, but we need to know what we want to know what direction to take Mm. and sometimes you need someone from the outside just to help you tweak yeah to just see it from a different perspective for Mm -hmm. sure well i highly recommend karen and thank you so much for being on the show thank you for having me and good luck at your talk about communication tonight yeah i'm excited awesome yes all right thanks. thanks all right